Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influencers of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influencers. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network and on the brand new listener app that is LASTNR. It is a pleasure today to welcome a very special guest out of Melbourne from an incredible band, loved all around the country, the world even. One of the great voices you'll ever hear, singer-songwriter. You might recognise her from this band to start with. Camp Cope, the opener, we love it. We love running with the hurricane and this too. Incredible vocals, Camp Cope, Georgia Mac, of course, her own career. And we have new music released in December. Incredible recording. Georgia Mack, welcome to Triple M's Homegrowns. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, last time we spoke during lockdown and uh, now you're out and about, about to do shows and uh, you've toured in the States recently too? Yes, toured the States and then I spent a month in LA and then yeah. I went to Nashville and then I came home yeah. and lived a normal life and then I went to London and then New York and then LA and now I'm <laughs> and we had some Living my normal life again. We had some uh, exciting news out of the camp. We had a baby. We had a baby cope. Yeah, we camp did. Cope. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. I know with a C as well. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe that'll be our thing, like the Kardashians. We'll all name all our kids starting with C. <laughs> uh, what's that like? That must have been like an incredible journey. Have like get the news. She was playing shows while she's pregnant. Had the baby, wasn't being able to do... She didn't go to America with you guys? No, because, yeah, I think her pregnancy was quite hard on her. And it's just, America's unpredictable. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. What was it like going back there after, you know, COVID and just, you know, things are just weird there at the moment, I've heard from a few musos. Yeah, America's just completely insane. Like, I really love it. It was actually, like, really good for the most part. And we were, like, very lucky and... um, like very lucky on this tour because none of us got COVID. Oh, cool. Because yeah. we're all vaccinated and we wore masks. Yes. So. Um, how was it just kind of playing shows again over there? Like uh, there's still a, a big hunger for music and all that in the States. Yeah. I think like our fans are very like cautious and considerate. So like lots of pe- like everyone was like wearing a mask pretty much. Like it was nice. very like safe social distancing, like. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it felt really good. Absolutely. And what's it like kind of, now you've got solo stuff out. How's it go from going from Camp Cope to your solo stuff? It's pretty exciting. It is. I just like put out music like willy nilly. Yeah. Because that's just just what I do. And I like it. There's no real like plan behind it. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't know. I like putting out music. I don't really concentrate on it that much though. Like on like, on like how it's going or anything like that. Yeah. But it's nice to just like have something out in the world. It feels like like <sighs> finally. And I love next. like and I love like following you on the socials too because like I might be like there'll be a live stream and you just like play a gig. 
on Instagram Live. Oh, yeah. You know, you do like <laughs> random things like that and like, you know, just like looking on YouTube, there are so many kind of cool like stripped back recordings of your songs as well. I think it's really awesome to follow a musician that has that kind of range and does things like that. Yeah, like that's how I started. Like I started like busking and then from busking I got like a gig at like like rest in peace lounge in the city oh is that not there anymore no it's gone i know so sad um and then it just like progressed from there yeah so i like i don't know at my my core i'm just like a singer songwriter you know and i like sharing that with people absolutely you know i remember talking before uh the release of running with the hurricane what's it like kind of writing wise for camp when you know it's a camp cope song and a and a solo well it just like it's got the vibe I like. It. I don't. I don't know how to explain it, but there's some songs that I'm like, okay, that's a Camp Cope song. Like, I don't think I could do it justice, like by myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's always like really nice. It's unpredictable, and then like I've been doing lots of like songwriting sessions in America. Cool. And yeah, I know it's cool. <laughs> um, and some songs like I'll make and be like, oh my god, this could actually sound really good as a Camp Cope song. Ah, so, I know. So how does that dynamic work? Is it possible to do a? A co-write with someone else? I don't, and then throw it in I, the I don't know yet. I've thought about it. I reckon it could work. Yeah. Like anything's anything's possible. But all Camp Cope songs are literally, it's just like it starts off with like me in my house alone, yeah. like writing a piece of music and then I take it to the band and oh. they flush it out. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What's it like going from full on touring to back to working? You work on the front line, of course. Uh, quick, oh, yeah. Quick story from last time. My sister, uh, we're based in Melbourne, of course, she was getting a COVID test and you gave her a COVID test in her car and she completely freaked out because she loved your band. <laughs> she was so starstruck. Did that happen? It, it, yeah, it, it, it's again? happened a few times. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was doing COVID testing and then I moved on to vaccination yeah. and now I'm just in the hospital. Okay. But yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been recognized at work. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find that? Is it, was it weird? Is it? Because uh, I'm just like, I'm just like doing my job, trying to be very like <laughs> yeah. professional, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's always, it's always very nice. Yeah. Uh, tell us about this new recording. You release behind it, uh, Sydney Opera House. Yes. Yeah, so it was kind of like not planned at all. It was just like, uh, um, like I played these like two shows and then the person who was doing sound just like recorded it without oh. any of us knowing just like to see if like we wanted it, which was like kind of like a really nice surprise. Yeah. And then my manager was like, oh my God, these are amazing. Like, let's like put some of these out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Cause it's cool. Cause it's the yeah. Sydney Opera House. That's you know? what I mean. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask like, uh, I've never played there. Like what's it like? going there it's such a huge kind of iconic building just just going as a fan is like well this is special what's yeah it's it, super special and what's it, it like, sounds really good yeah like what's it like coming from the artist's perspective when you get there and you like there's so much natural reverb and, yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. yeah what's it like kind of sound checking and looking at the stage and looking at all the kind of looking out set? at the harbor seeing the sydney like harbor bridge like yeah. gorgeous it was like it was surreal it was amazing hell yeah and what's the response been what, what's it like to have this out I have no idea. I've been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at anything or yeah. like reading anything or going on Twitter or anything. I just like, I put it out and then I just like go into hiding because I'm like, mm, yeah, no, too I scared. Are you like, uh, are you writing at the moment? Like, uh... yeah, like I actually, um, last night I just started like playing piano after work Yeah, and I kind of like came up with something, which nice. was like surprising because I thought I had writer's block for ages, but now I think I'm good. Do you have any tips for any musicians listening now who are kind of going through writer's block? 
Um, go on TikTok. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like going on TikTok and looking at like um, TikTok like poetry because nice. then I'll like steal little things from that and make them my own, which is like how everyone does it. Yeah. Um, and from there, try to like make up, I don't know, a piece of music. I feel like you guys are like really good on the socials. Is that like, do you guys like, are you pretty conscious of that? Like having to be like, oh, we should do something for this or do something for that. Is it all pretty organic? Like, I think it's pretty organic, like for me. Um, yeah, because like nowadays you kind of have to like stay relevant on the yeah, socials. Totally. Yeah, totally. And that's really hard. And like, you know, we're like, we're just three ordinary gals. Like we're mm. just normal people. Like we're not like models or anything like that. So it's like having to like put your image out there is like sometimes like a bit like scary. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's like all social media is. It's just like pictures and videos and stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's not like kind of like where we're most comfortable yeah, as a totally. band. Like yeah. we just we just make music, you know, and we play. Yeah. And that's like that's the that's the fun bit. I know, yeah. it's like this whole added part to the job now. I know. It? And like Muso's coming up, it's like, it's it's normal. I know. Everyone's amazing. I'm so like <laughs> impressed and yeah. like envious of people who just like can, can do it do effortlessly. The whole, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I have to, I find it hard. No. Well, but you... then I just put really dumb things on. No, no, I don't think it's like... dumb. It's good. Like people get it. It doesn't go, like people, they understand it and they get it. I like putting embarrassing photos, photos that I look really bad in. I think that's, it's funny. Yeah. Well, pe people respond to that. I think it's like, you know, okay, cool. Yeah. This person's normal. You yeah, know, I'm just kind of a normal person. Yeah. And you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's what's coming up this year? Ap apart from these shows? Cool. Uh, a couple of things in Australia. And then, I don't know, like, I have this dream of moving to LA for six months. Love it. Which is like, because I just want to be in um, forever summer, really. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. And I really love LA. And I just, I felt so, like, inspired and creative there. And I just, I had such a fun time. Because I've never lived anywhere but Melbourne. I'm the same. Like, and I'm like, okay, maybe... It's time because, like, everyone else I know has. Like, everyone else is, yeah. like, from somewhere else. Like, whether they're from, like, you know, London and they've moved to Australia or, like, from Brisbane and they've moved to Melbourne. Like, yeah. I just think that's so cool. Especially when you go there and collaborate too. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's, you go there and, and everything's different. Working yeah. with new museos and all It's that very kind of refreshing because it's so big. Like, yeah. there's so much. Mm. So, yeah, I had a good time and I want to keep doing that. Awesome. Because well, I just love writing songs. I know. Well, you're very good at it. Thank you. Let's uh, let's play a little game. I said beforehand that uh, what I want to do is this is uh, this is actually gig related. This is called. So this is called Memory Lane. Okay. And what I do is I pick out random gigs from your gig history to see what you remember about. Oh. Now it could be uh, something. It could might not even be the gig. Like a lot of people, they re remember like the you know the hotel or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the first gig I find from you guys, no, it wasn't your first, but 2015 Launceston Club 54 to the wheels fall off. You played with these guys. Yeah. DZ Death Rays as well. So what you think Bad Dreams too. Do you remember that show? Yeah, we played in like kind of like this beer garden that was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. like a slab of concrete surrounded by like <laughs> like a chain link fence. Yeah. We had a great time. Yeah, cool. It was really it was like very like cute and intimate and we were playing like we we're all just on the floor. Okay, all right. Just on, there was no stage. Yeah. And we just like were on the floor and it felt like yeah, like this is cool. This is what I want to be doing. <laughs> was it like a big night was cuz there's a lot of bands on that bill. 
And the Club 54 is quite, quite small. Yeah, and then I think um, I almost got in trouble for smunking. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. And like the club promoter came out and he was like, who's that? I can smell it. <laughs> and I just like put, like put it out under my foot and just was like, what? But at the same time, you're running a music festival. <laughs> <laughs> like, in Tasmania, like, come on. Uh, 2017, Golden Plains with the specials, Cass Savage and Last Drinks and this man... Mr. Kurt Vile. For people who aren't Victoria, Golden Plains is a pretty special festival. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was super beautiful. And I remember um, being really excited because I saw Kurt Vile like sleeping in like <laughs> yeah. a little room. And I was like, oh my God, it's Kurt Vile. Because I was obsessed with Kurt Vile at that yeah. point. And then I met him and he told me I had an androgynous voice. <laughs> like, okay, thank you. But I had, a, I had a really good time. It was really fun. It's so beautiful. What time were you on? Do you remember? Oh, uh, it was light. Okay, cool. It was light, maybe at like four or five, something like that. Perfect. It was really nice, and I loved. Um, everyone just like bought all these like couches. Yeah. And were like setting up couches like on the grass, and yeah. it was it was beautiful. Did you camp? Um, no pun intended. Yes, and yeah. I hated every second of it. <laughs> what was the weather like? Like fine. Okay, you're I just, just not don't a camper. Like, I'm not a camper. <laughs> yeah, that's I really fair like. I'm. I like my bed. I like my shower. I like my yeah. my walls yeah. and my roof yeah. and my carpet. I'm with you. Jules outside. Our producer also is in a camper. She agrees. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. Hey, same year. You went around the country with these guys. Against me. I love Against Me so much. <laughs> How, were you a fan of them before you? Yes. Oh, great. Huge because they just put out like. Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Yes. And I'd seen them play and there's just that they just put so much of themselves into their live performance and it's yeah. like really amazing to watch and be a part of and it was like it was maybe like 4 or 5 months like after my dad died and me and my dad used to play the song Androgynous by The Replacements yeah. and Laura from Against Me she'd also covered it with like Miley Cyrus and Joan Jett. Yeah. And then the first show was like in Tasmania and my best friend was there and like we were like upstairs with Laura and she was like did you know that Georgia and her dad played androgynous and blah 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 yeah. and then Laura was like oh my god like do you want to like sing it like the oh, next really? show yeah oh, and wow. then we just like played it at soundcheck like the next show and it was just like perfect it was beautiful special moment it was so nice i had the best time <laughs> oh good, my god how good is it when you're a fan of the band and then you support them rather than the other way around you might not have heard much about it then you become a huge fan after the fact yeah it's like it's beautiful i, I yeah i really love against oh, me that's a really cool story they uh, just write such good songs they're so catchy and they make it just seem so easy i know it's so annoying <laughs> uh 2018 i think this sometimes these aren't completely accurate but did you do a u.s tour where these guys turn over no, we didn't end up doing that tour, and then we just did our own tour. Oh, how was that? Great. It was like our first time touring America, and we got there, and we almost got kicked out by customs because okay. it's it was just like a mess. Okay. And then they lost our bags. Yeah. Not our guitars, thank God. Okay. And then our first show, it was like a few hours after we'd landed, and we're all so delirious after and crazy. The big trip. Yeah. Wow. In this like. I think it was, I don't, I think it was called like the barnyard or something. Just like this, like this room in Brooklyn nice. with Jeff Rosenstock. And we, yeah, we played. What, and it was so cool. What's Jeff like? 
He's hilarious. Yeah, Again, cool. like another like really super dedicated performer. Yeah. Like they just really give it their all and they're all so sweaty by the end of it. But like <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like yeah. you're doing it right. Absolutely. It's good. Yeah, you're not half assing it. Uh it's 2019, Saint Jerome's with Courtney Barnett, Middle Kids 2. That's fun. St. Jerome's. Yeah, I love Laneway Festival so yeah. much. And the first time we played Laneway, we collaborated with them. It was Kelly's idea, Kelly from the band, yep. the bass player, to um, have this initiative called 1-800-Laneway. And so anyone, if they were feeling unsafe at any point in the festival, they could call 1-800-Laneway. They were like, all these markers everywhere, so the festival organizers knew where they were. I remember that, yeah. And... Yeah, they continued doing it, and it's amazing. So we love Laneway. What a great initiative. Like, every festival should do that. I know, and I think they do now. Yeah. Which is good. So I feel like, um, I don't think it was, like, our, like, 100% original idea. I think it was always going to happen. And, like, you know, like, pubs and bars have, like, things in the toilets being like, hey, if you feel unsafe at any point, like, come and order, like, an angel shot at the bar or something, and we'll get you out safely. Of course I remember that. Yeah, and the reaction to that was everyone was just like, this is, Genius. It's, I know. And such a necessary thing. I know. So it feels um really good to have like played a small part in that mm. and hopefully making someone else's time at the festival better and safer. Absolutely. Um but yeah, I love Laneway so much. Yeah. And at the um at the one in Footscray Park, um I had left my watch on Adelaide time, which is half an hour in the past. Yeah. So I was like running around, <clears throat> running around collecting signatures with like a bunch of my friends t- um, to change the public drinking, lo- public drunkenness laws, which predominantly affect like Aboriginal people and people mm. of colour. Um, and this was after like Auntie Tanya Day's death in custody. Mm. So we were going around collecting signatures for a petition to change that law and it was like five minutes before we were meant to play and I thought it was 35 minutes before we were meant to play and like the girls were on stage being like where's Georgia they just see me like out in the crowd like fanging around with like a clipboard and they were like get over here and then um I quickly did my warm-ups and then we played well that was so so fun it was literally cutting at that fine yeah oh wow (laughs) (laughs) do you find that like those shows maybe when you're not the most prepared are sometimes the best Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah. I had a, gr- I had a great time. Uh, I want to do one more show. Uh, it's a big gig for any Melbourne band. When you guys played oh. at the Forum. Ah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> were you there? Um, I wasn't there, but uh, I was away. Wow, but okay, just like, whatever. But, well, we had our own gig. <laughs> but I remember I wanted to come. How was that? It was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tomo, the drummer and also like co-manager, let me hire like a grand piano for oh, the show. Oh, no way. And I was so excited. Yeah. I love playing grand piano. Um, yeah, it was super beautiful. Like my like whole family was there. They were having the best time. Like my yeah. mum had more fun than anyone, always. <laughs> yeah. And then after the show, like we all went to like the pub across the road and I was just like oh, cool. yeah, hanging yeah. out with my best friends and like. Yeah. Having a great time, and it was so nice. I think that's the thing about hometown shows, aren't they? They're always a special one. Sometimes they can be stressful with guest lists and yeah. drinks and all that. But to do it at the forum, that's like just a special moment for everyone, family and friends, because, yeah. you know, 
They've been on the journey with you. It was so beautiful. And um, Fred, who plays with birds, who supported us, yep. like he brought his two little babies and like, so they were like backstage and these two gorgeous little girls. And oh, just, cute. Oh, my God. And like uh, we got to explain what it's like backstage there because it's like it's down. like bigger than my apartment <laughs> it's yeah. like two times the size maybe two or three times the size of my apartment and they've Same got here. like yeah and they've got like washer dryer like a whole kitchen yeah. like heaps of rooms like and it's really weird because it's like down three flights of stairs yeah 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 it's it's crazy yeah it's wild hey i got one more game for you yes okay this is cool on triple m's homegrown with matteo it's time for oh it's right party or dinner. So this is called right party dinner. So I've got three artists. You can either write a song with them. Yeah, right. You party, party with dinner. them. Okay. Or you take them home to dinner. Okay. Your, your three artists are. Kylie Minogue. Kylie. We've also got. We've got, we got Missy and we got. So what are we doing? That begs the question. Who are we writing a song with? Who are we partying with? Who are we taking out to dinner? I'd party with Kylie. Because like, like she'd just be like a beautiful little absinthe fairy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like in Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I would have dinner with Missy Higgins. Because yeah, like I'd that. just love to know about like yeah. her experience of like being like so iconic with her like Australian accent because she was like the first person that yep. I'd ever heard sing with an Australian accent who was like a woman and I was yeah. like I'm this is something so different yeah obsessed. so I'd love to just talk to her about like that and her experience about like coming up in the music industry and like what she's doing now and stuff yeah. like that and then I'd want to write a song with Alanis Morissette because oh my god Jagged Little Pill is oh, the perfect album isn't it and, like, I want to write my own Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> yeah, And cool. I want to help. Hey, well, you go to America, potentially? I, I imagine she's, she's Canadian. Canadian yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you're closer than Australia. I'll find her. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Hey, uh, George Mack, thank you so much for coming in to uh, Triple and Togo. It's been so much fun. It's great to meet you in person properly. Oh, and uh, can't wait to see what's happening this year. Super exciting.